Welcome to episode 22 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes, and I'm here in person with my daughter, Emma Hughes, and my dog, Eli. Hello, everybody. Eli, say woof, woof. Woof, woof. All right, maybe you can hear his tail thumping. Well, what are we talking about today? I am so excited. We are talking about the National Agility Championships. First, congratulations. Yes. Round of applause to all those that are heading to Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, for this coming weekend. So March, when does it start? I think it starts on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 18th, 19th of 2023. Congratulations to all of you. Very excited that, uh, well, we're going to be watching um, online. We're not headed to Tulsa. I don't have a dog. You were in England for the last... She's in England for college, yeah. so she hasn't qualified with her dog. Um, but give us a couple of years with Eli and yeah. uh, hope to be there with y'all. What do we want to talk about as far as National Agility Championship? First of all, I guess we should explain to those that um, aren't going, and maybe they don't know what it is. So it's AKC's National Agility Championship, yeah. <laughs> NAC. Uh, and... You have to have so many qualifying runs in order to be invited. Was it six? Okay, well, I don't have 2023's uh, requirements. I didn't even bother to look them up. But, uh, well, I can't find them. Uh, but I do have 2024. So if you are going to be watching National Agility Championship for 2023 and you think to yourself, I'd like to qualify for 2024, here are the requirements to be eligible to go to National Agility Championship 2024 location to be determined the qualifying period runs from december 1st 2022 through and including november 30th 2023 you need seven double cues so that means that you're in the master's class and you need seven double cues and three of those double cues can come in the combination of uh, premier standard legs and premier jumpers legs to replace up to three double cues. And your premier legs do not need to be earned on the same trial. So just a com any combination of three standard and three premier or seven master standard double cues. Did I explain that? I think so, so yeah, because it's, I thought it was an either or but it's not, is it? So if you get well, it, some premiere, it will, it can, you know, it can, uh, what's it called? Substitute in for yeah, the but, double cues of regular standard jumpers. Do you but, have to be in Masters to go? Yeah. Because I guess you don't get double cues in Excellent, do you? No. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to be in Masters. Okay, so it is kind of an either or. You can do just seven standard Masters or and jumpers double cues. Or if you do enjoy doing Premier and you're qualifying in Premier, you can substitute three of those double cues with Premier standard legs or three jumpers legs. Cool. But you have to get one standard and one jumpers in order to replace one Masters double cue. They just don't have to be earned on the same day, the Premiers. And then you need a total of 550 total mock or premier points. And your premier points are uh, 15, for every queue in premier, you get 15 points, which substitutes your mock points. Mock points are speed points. So it's essentially 
it's how many seconds you are under standard course time. Those are your mock points. Nice. Okay. So I wanted to do like inspirational stuff. Right. So first thing I want to say is nobody owns the podium. It's true. Nobody that is going has earned their way to the podium yet, which means that every single one of you who has not run yet, if you're listening to this prior to the actual competition, every single one of you attending has the ability to get on that podium. Nice. Every single one of you. Every single one. Yeah. And and you've already earned your way there. Right. You're qualified to do it. Yeah, you're qualified to do it. You've shown that you have what it takes to get to Oklahoma. And so now you just need to hold on to the reins and run your heart out to get yourself to the podium. And hopefully you've trained all the skills required to get there. If you've listened to our podcasts. uh... (laughs) Uh, So congratulations are in order for sure. Absolutely. Uh, And so when I was training for the, the, to go to, to Tulsa, I went in 2021. One of the best things that my instructor said to me was nationals is an endurance race. It's not just one run over one day. It is multiple runs over several days in order to get into either challengers or even better finals. And so don't, don't, don't waste all of your energy on day one. Don't lose yourself on day one. Pace yourself. This is an endurance race. Every run counts towards your getting into finals or getting into challengers. So don't burn out on day one. I want to talk about some of the ways that we can burn out. And I literally just read a candle analogy of life. And so I kind of want to go this route. So here's what, here's what the analogy was, is everybody has a candle burning within them, a light, your light. And you need to preserve your light. You need to keep your candle glowing. Don't burn from both ends, right? You'll burn out if you, if you burn your candle from both ends. And, and more importantly, don't let other people blow your light out. Don't let other people snuff your candle and, and bring you down or burn you out. And one of the things that is important for me is to not be everybody's therapist in agility. <laughs> and sometimes that's hard because when people are having bad days, some people need to vent that and they will come to people that are a light, that are, um, that they glow inside and they'll need to vent their their frustrations or their difficulties or their bad runs and it's almost the the saying i think is true misery likes company (laughs) it's true and so it's so easy to allow others to bog you down in your day and so i'm saying protect yourself. You are number one. Protect your light. Protect your candle. Keep glowing regardless of what's going on around you. It's it's true as well with the endurance thing because it is a three-day trial weekend, right? And I'm sure a lot of listeners to this podcast either have 
practice maybe a three-day trial weekend or they or they know about it and so you know you think well we've done it before we'll be okay but it is just the atmosphere that really it gets to you right because um i've never actually run in the uh in nationals but i remember they like allow you to have this little stall right where you can put all your stuff and even that it's like oh my gosh you know i'm, I'm in the under the bright lights in this little stall and you might have forgotten something on your trip right and like oh i forgot my good jacket and so it really it's it is a national competition and it feels like a national competition it can actually be four days if you go for warm-ups oh okay that's warm-ups good to know. start up on thursday oh wow because you went to warm-ups didn't you yeah, but our warm-up and our ISC run were on the same day. I think I, So yeah. it must be that it's bigger. Well, we were right after COVID. Yeah. And so that definitely was a smaller nationals than it will be today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the venue as well, because they're the same venue, right? The Oklahoma Fairgrounds or something? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and it is this ginormous horse facility, wherein they've got this giant, like, um, it's it's... A broadcast really arena with like a little screen like in the beginning on the like you know on the ceiling and stuff almost like you know in hockey games when they've got the thing on the ceiling and it's a giant horse arena right so and that's where that's where I think there are three rings in that building and then that's where the finals will right be. but you will run in that building regardless of if you make it into finals or not true and it's just I mean the bleachers rise up around you yeah and it's it's very very cool to watch especially um, as a bystander and then you've got, you know, two other rings on other sides of the fairground. So it is really, it's a space thing as well because it is so much bigger. There's a lot it. of walking. Yeah, there is. There's, there's a, a ton of walking. Yeah, there's a lot of walking. There's big, long corridors that you go down yeah. to get from one ring to another. And then depending on where you're, you're housed with your dog for the day, whether you're in an RV or in one of their stalls, it can make for a very long walking day. So break in your shoes prior to going. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't started, start now. <laughs> start wearing them so they don't give you blisters by Friday. Let's talk about some of the practical stuff that, that we suggest. Or that I suggest. I was going to say, I've never been, so I don't really know. Well, you've been to EOJ. Yeah, but I, yeah, I suppose. Okay, so here's some practical stuff. Memorize your courses. <laughs> Get there early, memorize them, because if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what fancy moves you have, you need to know where you're sending your dog. Mm -hmm. So memorize, 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 use the walkthrough to the best of your ability, try not to get bogged down on one section and forget the rest of the course. So space out your walkthrough, give it every section of it equal opportunity, and then analyze a little bit on some of the trickier parts. Mm -hmm. And there's gonna most likely be a ton of dogs in front of you. And so if you are the kind of person that likes to watch other people and see, you know, perhaps traps in the course that you hadn't noticed before, there will be, op hopefully, opportunity to do that unless you have been uh, uh, assigned the lucky number one or two or three um, at the beginning. But most likely you'll be able to watch people in front of you if you would like. Yeah. Okay. Do not, do not watch 
people to be like, oh, wow, no. they messed up on number two. I should watch that for my own dog. It depends on the run, but I don't watch very much. Oh, interesting. Well, for her, for a variety of reasons I don't watch other people, especially at a national, uh, is that I don't know them. I don't know their running styles. I don't know what their dogs know. So, yeah, I'll watch them in general, but I won't watch them as strategy. Well, no, but I mean, if a ton of dogs, and I remember on one of your courses, a ton of dogs were messing up on the second jump, which was a backside, because it was like a backside to a oh, yeah, A-frame. Yeah. And I it must have been, like, I don't know, 15 dogs. They all messed up. It's like, well, okay, if, like, let's say there's 100 dogs in the class, and 25% of them are taking this wrong course, then that's not a individual issue. That is a group issue. So therefore, maybe you should be aware of it. Okay. I suppose it really comes down to a personal how you deal with stress, right? So yeah. if watching people stresses you out, don't don't watch. Right. And if watching people gives you hints on how to run or not run, then watch. But are you willing to change your strategy on the sidelines without walking it? It depends on the course, because I have done it before, but just not at nationals. And, and what I do in regular running you know even at my local trials is that if there's a side change i'll walk it both ways or mm. all three ways so i'll use all three crosses and figure out what feels best and i'll go with my gut and so i know it in my head how to you know how i want to run all three crosses and then you know i'll have which one i think will work best for for my team and so if I see the way that I was going to handle similar to how other people are handling it and a good percentage of dogs are messing up, then I should have already walked a different way. And yeah, I can change on the fly. Right. Yeah. Right. Just on the sideline say, oh, okay, that isn't working and see if analyze if it was something that may also catch my dog off guard or right. me off guard. So, yeah. So I always walk. Even if I have a plan in mind, I will always walk alternate plans for potential being behind for whatever reason, potential being, you know, way in front for whatever reason. And so I should have the ability to change sidelines, even though that's not something I like to do. Right. Yeah. All right. So what if you are the first, second, third, fourth, fifth dog? What's your advice? Well, now you have a story to tell your friends when you get back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess it's it's you have to trust yourself, right? If you are the kind of person that watches other people, you've gotten here, you've gotten to nationals, and so you do have the skills to walk this course. Yeah, set the bar. Yeah. Set the bar high. Right. Run your heart out. Yeah, stay, stay, in, stay on that podium the entire time. Yeah, stay in the hot seat. Yeah. There you go. What's your advice for when you have to walk a course and then hours later you get to run it? Because it literally can be hours mm -hmm. between walking it and running it. Yeah. I find that if you're thinking, you know, if you're stressed, you'll be thinking about the course a lot. And so every time you think about the course, go over it in your head. Um, and also if there are printable maps or maps online, that works too, just so you know that you're not memorizing it wrong. Mm. I would suggest maybe once an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or once every 30 minutes. Yeah. 
And then I would busy myself with eating my mm-hmm. lunch, because you need to eat, and drinking water, yeah, potting my dog, making sure my dog's drinking water, and then potting again. Yeah. And then potting myself. Right. They have nice bathrooms there, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't obsess over places I think I might go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I might use that time to watch some of the dogs if I'm not number one, two, three, four, five. One of the biggest mistakes that I made at Nationals, and it was on my hybrid run, so it was on my fourth run, is I got jinx out too early. Mm. I messed up on the run order. So they have the run order on a, they did for, for 2021, they had a run order that was on my phone, an app that you could download for your phone. And then they also had run orders that would flash up on screens within the different buildings. And for whatever reason, I miscalculated how many dogs out we were and I got jinx out way too early. And then I'm like, am I next? Am I next? Am I next? Am I ne-? And I just kept going back to the screens to figure out where we were in the run order. And, oh, it ended up messing with my head and causing me to start to panic. Yeah. And that was the run that we I messed up on. However, I don't think I messed up because I got him out too early. But what it did to my psyche was it just caused me to search for you. Aww. I remember doing that. It caused me to just keep checking where the dogs were at. Yeah. And then Jinx was up. Right. And he was actually fine. He could care less. But it it messed with my head. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I don't think that that caused me... I mean, I didn't mess up on the course on where I was going. I just failed to support him on one line yeah. that I thought was pretty straightforward. Anticipation. And he obviously thought yeah. he needed more support. Yeah, he's he, like, what? He pulled in on me. Uh, so we ended up getting a refusal because he went, um, he, he curled in early on a jump and then he ended up taking the next obstacle. So we ended up with a wrong course. So that completely took us out of finals. Otherwise, if we had gone clean on that course, we would have made it into finals, which is crazy in my head that we were that close. So that was pretty awesome. That's epic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, w- watch your run order. And I, this is what happened to me on, on that run is I got him out too early and then we ended up, I wanted to get him water. So then I was nowhere near the water, our water source. So I didn't take water with us. And then I felt like he really needed water. And he did. When you finally brought the water over to us, he sucked down a whole bunch. And then I needed water. So my whole system of when to get water, when to get me water, when to get him water was off. All right, so how about for your genius? Okay, so... um. NAC, uh, very much in recent years, has become a pretty big um, junior show. There's been a lot of juniors that have been there. Um, There's been a lot of juniors that have done really, really well. And I'm very excited about this. Um, I have never been, um, either as a junior or as an adult, I've never been to NAC as a competitor. So I don't really know the kind of pressure that you guys are under in that kind of terms, but... Just know that you are a kid and you are just as talented as everybody else that is there. <laughs> Thank you, Millie. Millie agrees. And be proud of the work that you and your dog have put in to get to here. And, you know, I am assuming that as a junior you do have support systems such as maybe your parents or a coach. 
um, or a friend. And so be sure to share the moments with them as well because they're rooting for you as well. And they have gotten you here and they may have driven you there or flew you there. And that is important to recognize as well, I think. You mean to thank your parents? Well, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Your parents. Parents. Yeah. Thank you, Mother, for letting me do agility for the past decade and a half. Hey, I I want to I tell these juniors, as a parent, um, and your dad is in, in this boat as well, is that we were so proud to stand beside Emma at all of her competitions, our local competitions and even the big competitions. And let me tell you, whether they tell you or not, your parents just being there supporting you is them telling you that you're they're proud of you mm -hmm. so don't kick butt and enjoy the moment smile smile at your dog whether you have good runs or not so good runs enjoy the moment breathe it in and know that this just one little snapshot weekend of what you guys do on the agility field in your hometown yeah and i think it's also important to recognize not only for juniors but for everybody that your dog doesn't know you're at nationals so right. your dog does not know the stakes of this competition and so they'll get out into the, onto the agility course and they'll be like oh cool this is what we do every weekend yeah and they hopefully will be fine um i i kind of doubt that that dogs that have done you know this well to get into nationals i would assume the majority doesn't have to worry about um, you know, your dog's being fearful. So I think they'll just be excited. They'll be like, yeah, we do this. I know what this is. You yeah. know what this is. Let's do it. Yeah. Show them the practice jump and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so here are a couple of things that did go bad for Jinx. Poor Jinx. <laughs> uh, the two couple of things went bad. The first one is that I went for a potty walk at our hotel and Jinx, my border collie, likes to shove his face into a bush before he pees on it. And he shoved his face into a bush and came out bloody. It was a bush that had just thorns, really, really sharp thorns on it. And it was late at night. I think it was like 8 o'clock at night or something. And I had to rush to go find some quick stuff. It wasn't a bad enough bleed that it required a, a veterinarian but I needed to stop the bleeding and it was on his ear. And so I didn't carry any uh, quick stop with me. So highly recommend carrying quick stop with you for whatever reason. Um, but it was just one of those unexpected moments that took my breath away and I had to deal with it in the moment and I did, but it certainly wasn't what I planned on doing that evening. I planned on relaxing, I ended up running to five different stores to get quick stuff. Um, so that was one thing that went sideways for us. Another thing, well, two other things went sideways for us. Um, so at, that was at while we were there in Oklahoma. The other thing is we used a, a lock to lock our stall. And it was a, com I think it was a, like a word or a number. And for whatever reason, it malfunctioned or I forgot the code or whatever, and we got locked out of our stall. So that was trying. Can't remember how that ended. I, I feel like, I know we were calling the bolt cutter people, but I, then I feel like we figured out the code before the bolt people, bolt cutter people came. Mm -hmm. I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, yeah. so that sent our 
evening sideways as well. <laughs> Maybe it was the same night. I don't know. Anyway, so those are two things. The other thing that happened to our family is that threw us sideways for sure was two weeks prior to going to nationals, my mom passed away. And that was tough to deal with. That was really, really tough to deal with and then go right into nationals. So I think maybe that's why I'm so proud of how well we did. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of emotions riding all those two weeks of running. And my dad, uh, you know, he insisted that we still go. And so that was really nice that he wanted us to go. We had, you know, everything was already arranged, blah, blah, blah. And there was nothing that we could do for my mom at that point. Right. She would have wanted and, us to go. Oh, for she, sure. She totally would have wanted us to go. My mom was not one to cancel plans for anything. Uh, so, yeah, she totally would have wanted us to go. And it we, we ended up making some just incredible memories, some, some of our own family memories that we still refer back to. Oh, today. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in people's families that you don't know about and so protect yourself protect your protect your little bubble have your people be your therapists um, and you don't have to be other people's therapists so that kind of harkens back to what I was saying earlier mm -hmm. all right what else is that it I'm trying to think I have one more thing so one thing that that really really inspires us is, is it the video? Yeah. <laughs> it's the inspirational video. So I'll put that into the show notes. I think we mentioned it just a couple podcasts ago, mm -hmm. and it's in that show notes as well. But is um, it's this inspirational video, and it's just, you know, so it's, good. it's great. It's great. Go out there with your team member. Run like you're on your own home turf. Breathe in the stinky dirt that is... Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> Don't be mean to Oklahoma. I okay, it's not stinky, but it was dusty. Yeah, it was horse dirt. Yeah, so. it's dusty. They, they do a good job, though, of, of grooming it. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job when we were there of grooming it. So yeah. well done to AKC for, for doing that. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all we have? Yeah, I, like I really... Yeah, and it's hard to explain because... Um, it, the nervousness, I think, that comes with a uh, national competition it is harder to deal with than a local trial because there is that, you know, psychological um, feeling. And you will be live streamed if you're not already aware. So if that throws you off, um, we will be watching you from our couch. Um, so have fun with <laughs> yeah. that. Good job, Em. Yeah. Freak them out. Yeah. Hey, um, well, let me just throw in a plug for the last, I think it was episode seven, seven, six, seven, or eight of Daisy Peel's The Agility Challenge. So Daisy has started a podcast, I don't know, three months ago or something, and beginning of February, beginning of January. Um, and anyway, her one on fear, so she did one on fear, and then she did one on people's opinions. Absolutely loved them. They were great podcasts. Highly encourage you to go and listen to Daisy Peel's um, those last few episodes. She's, yeah. She's on a roll. Yeah. Oh, and that is another thing that is, uh, speaking of Daisy Peel, um, I don't know if she's going to nationals, but nationals is where you will probably see a ton of big name agility people. Um, mm, yes. 
and they are very exciting to watch and they're fun to walk the course with just because you know you're walking your course like oh my goodness I'm sharing a course walk with you yeah, know that was one of my highlight moments yeah I think you to... you went up to either Perry DeWitt or Jessica's you I can't remember which one and you were like hi and then you just kept walking it was so <laughs> funny <laughs> and she was nice she was like hi <laughs> I did I did I was walking when they were both in the ring they're both running the same um, course or walking the same course walk as I was and they were analyzing uh, sections of it and I just found it fascinating what they were looking at I kept walking my own course I, I certainly have enough confidence in my own skills to not have to take on other people's abilities or other people's ideas but I did find it fascinating how they were really analyzing mm. this one section of the standard course and it was fun it was yeah. fun to be in the same room with people that have been on the podium yeah it people was, that have been to Europe it was fabulous to watch them all in finals mm -hmm. um we shared a hotel with Marco oh yeah Giovanni, Marco Giovanni yeah and I was just like oh we're in the elevator with Marco ah, Giovanni yeah so yeah it was an absolute highlight of my life to be able to do that as I'm sure it was for you to go hang out with Ann Lentz and, oh yeah and, uh, you know work with Enya Habal and, oh, and gosh, Anna yeah. Hines I mean it's fun it is there's something very very special to be part of that that have that be part of your life be yeah. part of your memories your journey and i'm not saying that to rub shoulders with some big name agility people is the end all and be all but, but it but it made me smile yeah. and that's what my life is and, about is smiling yeah and you are sharing the course with them right it is not like you are um you know looking up to these people and like oh man i want to be like you someday and while that might be true, remember that you and them are on the same level right now. You are both at nationals. You are both walking this course. Yeah. And you are, you know, you are with them. And they're under a lot of pressure, too, because they have titles to uphold. They have mm, yeah. titles that they want to keep hold of and get back up onto the podium. So there's a lot of pressure for those that have been there, done that and mm -hmm. walked home with the ribbons and the trophies. They want to do it again. Right. Trust me, they want to do it again. They're fighting just as hard. So every time that you walk out onto that dirt, you're putting pressure on them as well to, if, if you go clean. So, oh, yeah. So well done. Keep it up. And well done to them because I know, I know they are putting in the work to get there. Yeah. I know they are practicing on their own home turf, on their own practice arenas, they are practicing their butt off to get better and better and better. Not only to beat those everybody that's there in their height group, but to beat themselves potentially, mm -hmm. right? To improve upon themselves, to have one of their dogs beat one of their other dogs. It, there's a lot of pressure for everybody involved. I don't know that the pressure doesn't touch everyone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I went to EOJ, right, I mean, I was with a 10-year-old uh, Sheltie, so we weren't particularly fighting for the podium, but there's still that, you know... Yes, we were. Okay. Um, regardless... <laughs> poor Millie. Um, regardless of, you, you know, if you think you can get on the podium or not, you were still there, and you still... It would be nice to, you know, lay down a clean run. It would be nice to you know, make a little name for yourself in I, the uh, country dirt. I remember when, so in EOJ, they gave out, in the Netherlands, they gave out clear, they called them clear round yeah. uh, uh, wristbands. Yeah. 
And I remember you getting one of those with Millie, and the smile on your I almost face. Cry. I'm about to cry right now. I it, was so excited. It was like you were on the podium. Yeah. Right? It meant that much to you, and you still have it. It's upstairs. Yeah. Um, so it's a small portion of your day is that 30 seconds. But if you hadn't gone for it, if you hadn't put in the practice, you wouldn't have gotten a clean run. Sure. So yeah. you have the skills to be there. You've proven already. I'm talking now to the people. In the right. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> That's great. But you have the skills. You've, you've laid down double cues. You've laid down premier cues in order, and you've gotten mock points in order to get there. And yeah. congratulations. Yeah. I think that and one more time for the sweet precious. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, agility is a very exciting sport just because anything can happen. I mean, I don't mean this um, to be rude, Mother, but when we went to NAC in 2021, I remember you saying, I'm just happy to be here. You know, you're like, I don't, I don't need to go to finals. I don't need to go on the podium. I'm just happy to be here. And then Jinx got a clean run. And we were like, awesome, that's great. We, we love it when Jinx gets a clean run. And then he got another one. And then he got another one. And then he got another one. And we're like, oh my God, Jinx is going to make it into finals. And that is just how quickly, you know, your opinion of yourself and your dog can be turned. Because I remember you st standing on the sidelines. I'm like, she's going to get it. She's going to go into finals. And, and I didn't. You didn't. And I cried. I cried about that. Um, Did I cry? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I cried. I, I think I was just so happy that he did yeah. so well. But and, and it was 100% handler fault that he yeah, messed up Jinx. that run. But the point being is that you are more powerful than you think. Absolutely. Very powerful. Yeah. You've got this. Got this. It's an endurance race. Yes. Oh, if you win um, finals, if you get on the podium, there's a huge possibility that you will be interviewed by the local news um, and possibly ESPN. So be prepared for that. <laughs> if you don't want to be interviewed, then uh, don't get into finals. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'd want to be interviewed. I know. I'd be so scared. Especially with, I know. With Jen Crank got interviewed. And we were all out of breath. Right. And they're like, so, how'd you do? And you're well, like... <laughs> um, yeah. I, my interview, I hope, would be short. Right. Oh, I have a comment about the courses. So, your standard and your jumper courses are probably going to be the same... Um, amount of hardness, uh, the same amount of difficulty that you are used to. So obviously your international, or what do they call it? The premier style course. ISC. ISC. So that will be, you know, harder. But your main core two, standard and jumpers, you don't have to worry about your fancy, you know, moves and stuff because it will most likely be the same kind of course that you are used to. So don't worry. I think slightly elevated. Okay. They want to they wanna weed people out. Right. So, but it's not like they're going to throw you into the deep end and be like, okay, do this ISC course for all five. Yeah, no, ISC was definitely the hardest of the, all the classes. But there there are some tricky spots in the standard. Definitely a, a difficult weave entrance in standard. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and then that ate up a lot of dogs. And Yeah, I yeah. love that. That was fabulous. And then... The hybrid course had an interesting opening with the choice between the, you know, w which side of the jump, either slicing the backside or wrapping the backside. And 
Oh, and they had that same thing in jumpers as well. Did exact they? same thing in jumpers where there's a choice of going yeah. into the weave pulls with either a slice on the backside or a wrap on the backside. Did you do you did a slice? I did a wrap. Okay. I did a wrap and I did a wrap because my dog has potential of knocking slice backside. Right. So yeah, yeah, I did a wrap, which he nailed. He, he was nailed a good it. Boy. He was awesome. But I remember also specifically working that almost that exact move mm. a, a week prior. Yeah, there you I, go. Yeah. So for the warm-up class, I think it is important that you keep it smooth, not choppy. Throw in a move or two, but not eight of difficulty. Things that you just want to make sure your dog can still do them on foreign ground or on a different state ground <laughs> yeah. um, so I remember there was a serpentine in, into a difficult weave entrance and I specifically went out and practiced that and lo and behold it was in the ISC class mm-hmm. um, but I didn't over work my dog in the warm up class because yeah. you only have What was it, 60 seconds? Yeah, and you'll psych yourself out if you try all these moves and then you don't get them. Yeah, Um, just go in there to familiarize yourself with the ground, familiarize your dog with the dirt, but don't try and go for broke on all these difficult obstacles. You don't have to hit every obstacle that's out there. Um, I get a feel for the teeter. Yeah, teeters. Sometimes tires can be different. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, and the dog walk maybe... Um, but one of the things that I saw that people started to get sucked into was the dog walk contact and putting their dog back over it, back over it, back over it. And you guys have trained up to here. The warm up ring is not to train. It is only to familiarize yourself. So if you've got a training issue, suck it up, buttercup. You're, you're done. You're done training. This is now the show. Right. So it's a, what do they call it? A a dress rehearsal. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not where you practice your lines. So it's a dress rehearsal. You literally just go out there and give it give it what you've got. Give it what you've trained. And go home and train more if it didn't work out. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. All right. We're going to say goodbye. We are so, so, so proud of you all for being there. Especially all of our Pacific Northwest friends. Yeah. And our one friend down in Texas who's heading up there, I think, Wednesday. So go out there, kill it, go for the podium. It is yours for the taking. And trust me, there's a lot of people that want to take it from you, but you have every right to get up there yourself. And we wish you all the best of luck. We're going to be uh, watching and judging you from the couch. <laughs> but don't mind us. Yeah. We're just the talking to, heads. We're just here to have fun, Clark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Go get them. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. woof.